What's poppin', what's poppin', what's poppin'? It's your boy, man, right back to it. The Trevor Jackson Podcast. Let's get to it, man. Let's get to the it. Trevor Jackson Podcast. I just wanted to come on here one time and talk to y'all about, like, uh, just a couple of things, just some topics that been on my mind, some topics that I've been thinking about, you know what I mean? And some music, man. We're going to play a little bit of that music, man. We're going to play... Uh, Kanye, because I got a discussion I want to talk about with Kanye. So we're going to open the pile up with Ye. Ye and Game. Ye said he back working on Donda 2. See what they talking about. My life was never easy. Started in my cutlass clutching heat like it's an open oven. Puffing chronic, puffing biggie out the window, speaker subbing. Running to the crypts, it ain't no discussion. Bullet wounds drenched in Hennessy and teaspoons of Robitussin. Head up phase, got a few concussions. Yeah, Compton's amazed, Dr. Dre percussion. God, please grant my nigga eternal life. We need the beats. Aftermath, where you fall asleep, you do not eat. And my belly is full. Gorilla riding the bull, banana clips in the pool. Swan diving, classy Azul. The ops, I'm on their ass. Grandmama whoopings in school. This woman ten in Brazil when niggas die in they jewel. Mm, that record sounding fire so far, man. I want to hear what Yates. Yay verse talking about But this the Cabernet conversation man I told y'all I wasn't gonna come back with one of these Until I got my studio built But man these discussions need to be had And the studio ain't done The crib ain't done man It's gonna take some time But it take time to create perfection To create something dope man To create something I can share with the people Like it take time man And y'all stick it out with me I guarantee we're gonna have some dope content But let's let's get on into it like uh, I wanted to ask a question to the people that watch the pod before we get into it. Like, Napa Valley or Martha's Vineyard? Which one would y'all go to first, like, for my wine consumers? You know, this is the Cabernet conversation. What's in my glass? I got a little bit of Bourbon Age Barrel Robert Mondavi. You know what I'm saying? That's that's what I'm sipping on tonight. Ain't nothing too expensive, but it's a good drink, though. It's a good drink, man. It's the red blend. It ain't the Cabernet. <laughs> It's the red blend, but I'm just trying to uh, get a little tipsy, have a little fun with the crew, the squad, man. Make sure you share the show, man, so people can, uh, you know what I mean, know what you tuned in to. But uh, Napa Valley, you know what I'm saying? I want to go in July, like after the 4th of July. I want to go to either Napa Valley or Martha's Vineyard. If y'all ever been to one of those, let me know which one the best one. Or if you've been to both of them, which one the best one? I know Martha's Vineyard in Massachusetts. I done been to Boston before. I done been to Cali before. I prefer Napa Valley, but it's whatever the wife want to do, though. Yeah, but we're going to get into the first topic of discussion. We're going to create the vibes. We're going to get the intro going. We're going to play a little bit of that. Snake the Great, man. Make sure y'all stream my new music. Let's go. Tennessee stand up. Chill. You feel me? Gorilla's alive, nigga. You know, uh, I had a drink that nice, cause we on top of the world. Taking first class flights, cause we on top of the world. You can draw whatever, baby, we on top of the world. We on top of the world. We on top of the world. Yeah. I'm on top of my game, stay on top of my change. And when I hit you from the back, you'll be screaming my name. Hey, thank y'all for tuning in, man. 
I'm gonna play some audio of something I heard uh, Joe Biden say recently. I didn't get the uh, the video made, but we got plenty of content, man, and plenty of things to discuss, though. And uh, I'm just gonna play the audio of something Joe Biden said that was tripping me out, though, today. For real, man. I heard him. Where is that? Where is that? There it go. There it go. This is what Joe Biden had to say, though, man. We're going to talk about it. Hold up now. While my Bluetooth ain't connecting now, hold up. Hold up. I'm going to get it right for y'all, though. Give me a second. Just give me a second. If you're listening to the audio version of the pod, though, come on over, man, to YouTube and rock with your boy so you can see the visuals, man. Real spill. Come on over to YouTube. It ain't no thing to it. To get to it. For real. Here it go. Here it go. Here it go the audio. This nation did not have the worldwide impact that George Floyd's mm-hmm. death did. Well, what George Floyd happened to George Floyd, now you got how many people around the country? Millions of cell phones. Mm-hmm. It's changed the way everybody's looking at this. Look at the millions of people marching around the world, the world. So my point is that I think people are really realizing that this is a battle for the soul of America. Now, hold up. Y'all didn't hear the beginning. I'm going to play the beginning again. Y'all know MLK Day was yesterday. And I'm going to say a little bit of the quotes that still mean something today. But this is what he said at the beginning. But even Dr. King's assassination did not have the worldwide impact that George Floyd's mm-hmm. death did. Hold up, one more time. But even Dr. King's assassination did not have the worldwide impact that George Floyd's mm-hmm. death did. Okay. How many of y'all agree with that? Because, like, it's schools named after uh, Martin Luther King. It's a street in every black community named after Martin Luther King. It's a lot going on, man. And uh, at the end of the day, real talk, I think that that didn't need to be said. Like, nothing needed to be said about that, like. Why did he even say that? For real, that's just another form of separation. That's that's all presidents do. That's all government officials do is try to separate people and keep them separated so they can have control. I don't agree with what he said right there. Like, But time will tell. For real, time will tell. Because George Floyd's death did have a major impact worldwide, but a lot of stuff is having more impact than it normally would in those previous times because we have these devices in our hand and we get information immediately by us getting information immediately. It's like, uh, we are numb to stuff. So did it really have the impact that, uh, Dr. Martin Luther King's death had? And why would you even say that? Why would that even be in the news on his, his, his holiday, his national holiday, his birthday It's blasphemy. And that's another reason why I don't support like Democrats or whatever, because they want they want dependency. They want you depending on the government so they can continue to have control and create separation. 
That's all I heard when I heard that statement. But I'm going to say a couple of quotes, three quotes that still mean something today that Martin Luther King said back in the day, things that haven't been accomplished. Real talk, man. Where I go? Okay. Oppressed people cannot remain oppressed forever. The urge for freedom will eventually come. The urge for freedom will eventually come. Now, we are free, but do we urge to truly be free? What is your definition of freedom? Do you consider yourself free now, or is that statement in the past, or is it still present in these days and times? Because I don't consider, like, the African-American race completely free. That's just me. And will we ever have the urge to come together to fight to be completely free? Okay, another quote. There's something about love that builds up and is creative. There's something about hate that tears down and is destructive. Love your enemies. Love is the highest form of energy. Love is the highest vibration on the planet. So I can see how when you're in love and when you're loving something, you can be completely creative. And love your enemies. That's a nice statement. That's something that uh, needs to be done. Loving all needs to be done. But are we truly really wanting to do that? Are we truly capable of doing that? Can you truly love your oppressor? Can you truly love everything? Can you truly love all? Do you see oneness in all and in everything? Mm, That's a tough one. That's a tough one. Love your enemies. That's what Dr. Martin Luther King said back in those days. And people ain't doing that today. Hate distorts the personality of the hater. <laughs> Again, love your enemies. The mind is the standard of a man. Okay, okay. Something is happening in our world. The masses of people are rising up. Mm. Occasionally in life, one develops a conviction so precious and meaningful that he will stand on it to the end. That is what I have found in nonviolence. Hmm. Because he was supportive of nonviolence and not being violent. Not having violent acts to get your point across. And that's true. That's a true statement, man. And I believe in that also. I believe don't have guns. Don't be violent towards no one. Because if you have guns and you or a person have a whole bunch of guns in your house or whatever, you bringing that negative energy towards you by owning those things. Real talk. You don't even need that because that energy isn't in your presence. So why do you need that? Mm, Real talk. But let me get out the heavy stuff for a minute. I'm going to get back on it, though. But uh, I want to highlight somebody that's a friend, that's somebody I support. She's dropping an album this Friday. We're going to review the album. Naya G, Forever 21. This is the new single off the record. Let's get to it. 
this song ain't for everybody and it's definitely not for the radio like it's just for me sometimes i have to remind myself like these bitches drink one glass of milk and think they tough i don't need no id face card a1 real bitch i've been one face card a1 real bitch i've been one face card a1 real bitch i've been one if i ain't a real bitch nigga you ain't never seen one He get out fucking with these Man. bitches. They'll try to bully you too. That turned bully me up. Who? I was just chilling. Never laugh at another woman pain. I've been there. Don't I know the that. feeling when you fucking. <laughs> now I'm talking about. Go get her album, man. Her debut album, her first album. Naya G Forever 21. Not just Naya G. Naya G from Tennessee. For real. Go get her album, man. Fire. I'm supporting everybody that's from the K, man. But to be honest, she the hottest artist in Tennessee. So go get that. Go run them numbers up. Go stream it. She got physical copies out right now. But we're going to get into something else, though. We're going to get into something else. And uh, on the Cabernet conversation, you know we be all over the place. We be talking about sports. You see them Niners last week when we did to them Cowboys, man. You see uh, <laughs> what we're going to do to Green Bay. Aaron Rodgers is 0-3 against the 49ers in the playoffs. But before we get to that, we're going to get to uh, how y'all seen Kanye West talking about his kids. He fighting for his kids. He just purchased a new house next to Kim Kardashian so he could see his kids, so he can be in the presence of his kids. And uh, while he was on the drink champs last year talking about he want to mend the relationship and continue the marriage. They haven't got divorced yet or whatever. She was out dating Pete Davidson. Like, this shit about to get messy. And he looked like he's an estranged husband. Like, he going through some things or whatever. And it don't look too healthy. It looks bad. But this is the intro to a a podcast or an interview that he's about to do that's coming up soon. And this is what he had to say about him fighting for his family and his kids. Let's go. Solace comes from seeing my kids and getting a solid schedule. That's why I even got the house. You know, they flipped it in the, you know, the media like there was something wrong with me getting a house next to my kid. You see, when my mom took my, me from Atlanta uh, to Chicago, my dad didn't come to the coldest and, you know, most dangerous city in the world to be next to me. He said, I'm going to stay down in Atlanta you know, because of my career. Mm-hmm. It's nothing with my career, with this rap, with this media, with none of that that's going to keep me from my children. And that's what I want everybody to know. Don't play with me. Don't play with my children. And ain't no security going to get in between me and my children. And you ain't finna gaslight me. And you ain't going to run this narrative on me. This going to be nasty. That's just, that's just my perspective. This going to be nasty. And uh, I wish Kanye the best cause At the end of the day Them Kardashians Boy they nasty They do anything for the press They do anything for money You know We first heard about the Kardashians In uh, the OJ Simpson case Then they came back to light With the Kim Kardashian porn And they'll do anything for 
press. So Kanye West, man, he in a bad situation. I hope he get access to his children or whatever because he seemed like he's genuine about uh, protecting his kids and being there for his kids or whatever. And he bought a house next to Kim just so she can just drop him off so he can see him from time to time and uh, play a part in their life. He got that right. They, they're, they're his kids. You can't neglect him from seeing his kids, man. Real talk. But, okay. I just finished reading a book, right? It's called uh, The Color of Law. Here it go. There it is. The Color of Law. And laws was created to hinder black people. I know y'all probably think I'm bored jiving or capping or whatever, though, but the real estate industry, uh, equal housing opportunity, it was created to hinder black folks. And this, this, this dude wrote this book. His name is Richard Rothstein. I just got through reading it, right? He's a white man. And he's speaking on things that he learned when he learned law and the color of law. I'm gonna check out a I'm gonna let y'all check out an excerpt from this book and we're gonna talk about it because it's pertaining to some things that happened in Tennessee, Georgia, Detroit, New York, Chicago, places where it's majority black folks. In the metropolitan cities where it's majority black folks in those states. Let's listen to it, though. As the nation prepared for war in 1940, Congress adopted the Lanham Act to finance housing for workers in defense industries. Lanham Act projects played a particularly important role in segregating urban areas, like Frank Stevenson's Richmond, where few African Americans had previously lived. In some cities... The government provided war housing only for whites, leaving African Americans in congested slums and restricting their access to jobs. In other cities, like Richmond, war housing was created for African American workers as well, but it was segregated. By the war's end, the Lanham Act had combined with PWA and USHA programs to create or solidify residential racial segregation in every metropolitan area they had touched. Now, I'm going to read the definition of the Lanham Act. The Lanham Act, okay, I just really need to read the history. The act was passed on July the 5th, 1946, and signed into law by President Herman, Harry Truman, taking effect one year from it, its enactment on July the 6th, 19. 47. In rare circumstances, a conflict will arise between trademarks that have been used since before the Lanham Act went into effect, thus requiring the courts to examine the dispute according to the Trademark Act that exists before the Lanham Act. So, me reading this book or whatever, the TVA passed laws and created things that uh, put people in a bind, really. The first 
projects that was built that was built in Atlanta. Techwood. We all know Techwood. We know Alpha Mega, the artist that used to be signed to TI that represented Techwood. Those were the first projects created in the United States. And who was they created for? They was created for veterans waiting on a VA loan. White veterans. Because in in the 40s, black veterans didn't get VA loans. They didn't want the black veterans to own homes, to create equity, to create wealth within their family. So when those white families moved out of those projects, they moved the black families in. (laughs) So they could survive at a different rate or they would have been homeless. They created projects for white families to get ahead. Then they threw the black people in them after they got their use out of them. It's, it's a dirty game, man. The Color of Law is a good book. It's, it's, it's more than that. It's more than the real estate. But, you know, I'm into the real estate and stuff like that. And uh, the Lanham Act, just research the Lanham Act and research uh, why projects was created. They was created for uh, military vets to have places to stay before they got their VA loans. But we're going on into the last thing before I get up off of her. I was going to talk about Charlemagne putting Stephen A. in his place, but I ain't going to do that because Charlemagne, <laughs> he disgusted me today. Now, I'm going to go ahead and play it. Let's, let, let me go ahead and play it. Let me quit capping. This is absolutely Colin Kaepernick. This is why I gave Stephen A. Smith donkey today. Yeah, I didn't like his views on sh- Colin Kaepernick. Tell us about the shirt and your and your take on Colin. I mean, this is just a shirt representing Colin Kaepernick. I feel like, you know, Colin Kaepernick should not be getting punished for doing the right thing. I mean, Colin Kaepernick decided to take a stand by not standing. And uh, he, he took a stand against people that are being marginalized and oppressed in this country. And I don't see anything wrong with that. I think he should be saluted and commended for that, actually. Well, he I'm trying to figure that. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what that I'm trying part. to figure out. Because when you talk about Donkey of the Day and you said that's one of the times you gave it to me, that's fair. Mm-hmm. But I don't hear you saying a single word just now that I disagreed with. Okay. So what's the problem? Well, I mean, where, where did the problem lie in terms of what I had to say about I think Colin you Kaepernick? Said, I mean, c- correct me if I'm wrong, but I think you said that... Uh, you, you, his words didn't mean anything because he said he didn't vote. What I was saying, yeah, that's that's a, that, to paraphrase, not mm-hmm. exactly, but that's that's close enough. My position is clear, and I know that you have an idea about history. You know a little something about history, if Absolutely. not more than me, more than a lot of people. All I was trying to say was is that the number one instrument, the number one tool that we have in our nation today, to to, to provoke change is the power to vote. You talk to a lot of black folks, old school, you know, people like Joe Madison and others people that marched, people that bled and risked their lives for us to have the right to vote. For him to come out publicly, and I should not have said it was that he voted or not voted. My real issue with him is that he publicized the fact that he didn't vote as if to encourage others not to do so as well. And I thought that was counterproductive and counter to everything that he said he was trying to accomplish. To that you say what? You know there's other ways to make change. And I, I agree mean, with that. You know, uh, Malcolm X was one of our greatest civil rights right. leaders ever. I don't know if you ever heard the ballad of the bullet. Yes. He said to sit on your, your vote too if what you if what you want is not actually on that ballot. So I-, I agree with Charlemagne. And at the end of the day, like our greatest power ain't to vote. 
He put Stephen A in his place right there because Stephen A said that our greatest power is to vote. That's not true, man. I feel like our greatest power is to go against the the mainstream way of thinking, the conformant, the conformity of what America think we should do. I think shouldn't none of us vote. That'll be way more powerful than us voting, us conforming to the United States way of living. And uh, he said that he wouldn't go against what Malcolm X said or what Malcolm X would do, but he'd go against what Colin Kaepernick would do. He was contradicting himself right there and saying that voting is the most powerful way that we can create change. Some people may disagree with me, but I don't really give a shit. At the end of the day, I don't believe that. I ain't voting for nothing that I disagree with. I disagree with Trump, Biden, everything that these people stand for right now in this country. They stand for some bullshit. And it's a lot of people stepping down from good positions, good jobs, good careers and stuff because they don't like what the people that is in power stand for. And they don't stand for anything good. And another thing, the government, the the police, the the laws that's created. We've been talking about a lot of laws on her, but a lot of laws are not created to protect. They're not created for the betterment of the human being. They're not created for uh, your well-being, your uh, living, your you want to own homes, and and they're created for segregation. They're created to keep black people over here, to keep white people over here, to keep Mexicans over here. They're created for separation. And one thing that uh, I noticed recently, I seen what they call uh, – the people who killed young Dolph. And they uh, read out the list of charges that the young man got that killed young Dolph. And the list of charges, why is he free in the first place? Like, why this nigga free and he got this list of charges like this? Charged, the case will be assigned to our Special Prosecution Unit Division 7, which handles, as you all know, repeat violent felony offenders. I wanted to take just a minute and um, clarify a few things regarding the criminal history of Justin Johnson. So you've heard that Cornelia Smith was indicted by the Shelby County Grand Jury yesterday. You've heard the charges that he was indicted on. As for Justin Johnson, in July of 2015, at the age of 17, he was charged with aggravated rape and aggravated robbery at the gunpoint. The victim in that case was a woman at an Econo Lodge. He was found delinquent. He was placed in the custody of the Department of Children's Services until his 19th birthday. Our office filed a transfer request in that case that was denied, and he was placed on the Violent Juvenile Sex Offender Registry. In January of 2017, January 31st to be specific, he shot three people at the Billy Hardwick Bowling Alley, and many of you all have covered that case. In February of 2017, he was arrested on that case after MPD solved it. In May of 2017, he pled guilty to five years concurrent for the shooting in the Billy Hardwick case. In November of 2017, he asked a criminal court judge to be released from that sentence, and the judge granted that request. 
That was nine months of time on a five-year sentence. In May of 2018, he was arrested with a handgun and illegal drugs. The next day, he posted a $7,500 bond. A week later, he was arrested for violating the conditions of his probation on, with the new gun and the new drug case. Three days later, he posted a $15,000 bond on that violation of probation. That's sad, man. I just want to say, before I get out the podcast, man, I just want to say, these laws ain't created for uh, the betterment of humanity. They ain't created to better you. Like, a person with all of those violent act charges can be free. But a person who want to better themselves that might do something illegal to become financially stable will get a life sentence for a $10,000, $15,000 situation. It's foul. That's all I got to say. It's foul. But I can go out here and shoot people, rob people, injure people, hinder people, and hurt folks. <laughs> man, I'm out, man. For real. Peace, love, and abundance, man. Make sure you go get you some money. We rocking out, man. For real. Tennessee, stand up. Yeah. Hey. You feel me? Alive, nigga. You know. uh, I hate to drink that nice, cause we on top of the world. Taking first class flights, cause we on top of the world. You can draw whatever, baby, we on top of the world. We on top of the world. We on top of the world. Yeah. I'm on top of my game. Stay on top of my change. And when I hit you from the back, you'll be screaming my name. Hello, this is a Trevor Jackson podcast sponsored by Anchor app.